You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, voting accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Yeah. Hello, hello. Wow. Hopefully that worked out. That's good. Good job. Cheerios, my friend. Cheers. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? That was good. I like that. All right. Not getting too bad. Better. Yeah. It's getting better. It's getting better. I don't really know what else we could possibly do to make that more intense. I don't know. <laughs> How's our sound, guys? Everything good? Uh, something happened. Oh, it went from five to zero. Okay, people can hear us. Hi. All right. Good morning, right, almighty. almighty. As always, Sonos. anybody so. who wants to jump on, please do. Please do. I'll you put it in the, the link chat. out there. Yeah. So here you go. Okay, cool. No special guests this week, right? Do we have anybody? Um, no, I mean, uh, I think Justin said he might stop oh, okay. by. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll Justin, see. We'll see. Please jump in if you're on. If you're around. If you're around. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things going on in Monero. Okay. Yes, that is true. Have you been following it, or you just you just wait for these shows to catch up on? No, it? no, I, I followed here and there, but this week <laughs> has been pretty hectic, so I haven't really had much time. Uh, I'm looking at my list here. Last time, well, last time we had a show was was Fluffy out last time. Uh, yes, he was out and uh, he had uh, released like a two sentence yeah, statement. That was saying, last yeah, that Okay. Yeah. So no major developments there. Woo. Um, I had Chris Black on the show a few days ago, interviewed him for Monero Talk. That was cool. We're going to be posting that shortly, hopefully early next week. Yeah. So he's a big DeFi guy who also really likes Monero. Uh, we had a nice conversation. Although I got to say, he tweeted something yesterday. He was like, uh, Bitcoin is for liberty. Uh, Monero is for privacy. And Ethereum, I think, is for like just trying to make money or something. Is basically what he said. Okay. But I don't know. I wish he had sent that tweet out before our conversation. <laughs> Monero's for liberty, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> literally, I'm literally wearing the hat. Um, we had a good conversation. I mean, he's he's definitely big on Monero. He likes Monero. He is one of these people that just sees it, yeah, I guess as a tool for privacy, use it when you need it. Uh, he sees it ultimately gaining it, you know, if it can break through and, and survive, um, and it's ultimately going to do quite well, but... Uh, yeah, it's it was good. It was a good talk. It was a good talk. All right, good. Looking the you know, I'm just always I always expect people to be even more bullish that than me, but I guess 
There's only nope, so, so many of us. It's just you right there. now. <laughs> then I, I sent some tweet out the other day where I basically said, um, you know, kind of the same old thing. And, you know, Bitcoin is just number go up. And people are like, well, Monero should be number go up too. And I totally agree with that. You know, Monero, I didn't mean to say like, I don't care about Monero's price because I, I do. I think anybody that's in Monero, you know, you should to some degree care about the price. Uh, I think adoption is the most important thing and that the protocol is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, but price is certainly a big deal, guys. It's uh, it's what allows the ecosystem to continue to grow. It's an indicator that it's, it's working, that people uh, have faith in it, that people believe that it's going to be worth more tomorrow than it is today. Um, so I'm not against number go up in Monero as well. I just think it's the only thing Bitcoin has. Bitcoin is, is basically uh, running purely on speculation at this point. Whereas Monero, the point I'm trying to make is Monero is really running on, uh, being digital cash and, and working and providing those use cases first. That's, that's kind of its mission. And then number will naturally go up in response to that as more people adopt and use it. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with being excited about Monero, wanting its price to go up. I don't think that's contrary to uh, what people in Monero believe. Uh, so by all means, go out there and you know talk it up, pump it. It's it's less, you know, it's more scarce than Bitcoin right now. People don't realize. Um, so. It's not like Monero lacks these fundamentals that would make it a, a good coin for going up in value. But by no means, it had it checks all the boxes, uh, perhaps even more so than Bitcoin is what, what I would obviously argue. <laughs> is that what you think? Um, what are some of the? Oh, I saw the White House market got shut down. Yeah, I saw that. When was that? That was I think yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. crazy. Yeah. What does that mean for Monero? I mean, they. My understanding is they purely use. They were only using Monero on that dark market, um, and they didn't get shut down. They, I guess, shut themselves down. They're essentially retiring. It looks like it's the way they explained it. Who knows what's really going on? Uh, but if that's the case, I mean, um, it sounds like they successfully ran this underground marketplace and are now shutting it down and. And walking away after being up for, I think, two years. Um, so I guess that's an indication that Monero worked for them, right? Uh, if these guys are were able to run that dark marketplace and essentially get away with it and now move on. Uh, so I guess that's a good indication whether or not you agree with what they, you know, what they're what they were doing, what they're selling. Uh, I, I'm personally very much a a, a pro open markets guy. Um, so I think it's I think it's a good indicator that Monero once again worked as intended. I guess we'll see if other dark markets start to pick up Monero. Uh, if there's demand there now that white the White House market is down, I don't really know how big they were compared to the other ones. Um, but I thought that was interesting that they just kind of just shut down. Right, we're <laughs> retiring. Know. We're we're absconding with all. Our, well, they're not absconding. They're They've done it in, I guess, a seemingly legitimate way. They've decided to move on, which is interesting. Maybe they'll start another one under a different name. I don't really know how, how these things work. 
but that was kind of big news. Uh, what else we got? Oh, just the government going after uh, unrealized capital gains. It's kind of a big deal. Yes, it is. Especially for everybody in crypto land. Obviously, they're initially talking about it in terms of going after you know the uber rich, the billionaires, these people that are essentially living off their assets, uh, taking loans out on their assets. And uh, the government wants wants a piece. They want a piece of that appreciation in in their assets, which a lot all assets have been going up with more money printing and money flowing into these things like property and stocks and whatever it may be that uh, these billionaires have uh, you know have essentially cornered. Uh, and the government wants their piece. And people in crypto land are becoming concerned about that because uh, often the way these things work is uh, they're implemented maybe for the uber rich at first, but eventually that slowly opens up. And next thing you know, it's <laughs> everybody's being taxed for the unrealized gains. So maybe if you're, you know, just a little crypto millionaire, you'll also, <laughs> a little crypto millionaire. You'll also be taxed as well. And the government will come after your unrealized gains. And I think this starts to get people thinking and realizing um, something like Monero offers protection <laughs> beyond bitcoin right so everybody says bitcoin's unconfiscatable uh sure but you can see every transaction when people come knocking and they want to collect and they want their their share of bitcoin or the share of crypto you might want to own a crypto that's untraceable and private in nature you know not saying you we, might want to. I'm not saying we don't pay our taxes, but I don't know if we want to live in a world where the government can automatically extract the taxes that they think are due. Because it's it's never functioned that way. It's always been that citizens essentially uh, pay the taxes that they believe are owed based on what the regulations are at that time. Uh, and it seems like we're getting closer and closer to the point where these taxes will just be automatically deducted from your from your wealth and your assets, uh, even in a way where you may have not realized those gains. And uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, the unrealized uh, gains tax. Love to hear other people's opinion on that. It seems really far-fetched, not even just in terms of crypto, but how how you would even perform that how the irs would 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 essentially make that happen and then just the effects it's going to have on the marketplace i mean say you you know you own some asset you're going to have to pay taxes on it even though you didn't realize the gains yet so what you're going to have to essentially sell that asset now to to acquire the money that you need to go pay the irs it doesn't seem like something <laughs> that would be viable, but just the fact that they're talking about it should open people's eyes. Um, and I think it's going to be events like that that push people into Monero. Uh, once again, not saying you should or shouldn't pay your taxes, but you're going to probably want to hold a crypto that is built to be resistant to the forces of government. That's the whole point. That's the whole purpose. 
It's to have this Swiss bank in your pocket to give you uh, the power as an individual. Uh, and then you decide what you want to do with that money. Um, you decide what you want to do with your own individual uh, power. And through encryption, we've figured out a way to empower the individual. And Monero, I think, is something that people are going to be opening their eyes up to more and more. Uh, in Bitcoin, obviously, they're still ignoring it. They're like, oh, I lost <laughs> my, my, my Bitcoin keys in a boating accident, which makes no sense. We've talked about that various times on this. It just doesn't make sense. The the meme of losing your your keys, your Bitcoin keys in a boating accident just does not make sense. Because when they want those unrealized gains and you say you lost your keys and they're just staring at the, the blockchain and Eventually, they see that <laughs> that Bitcoin move. Well, you obviously did not lose your keys. So I don't know, guys, any ideas on how to get that out to the general crypto community? Uh, you know, let, let us know. I'm curious. I mean, I think I guess it will just come with time or people are just going to have to learn the hard way because uh, people are, you know, they're holding their own bags and they just refuse to to understand the truth. And I guess if anything, it gives those who are already in Monerotopia an advantage. Uh, we've we understand these things before others do, and are able to take advantage of it and be early adopters, and benefit from the fact that we can get some cheap Monero. So I thought that was a big story. What are people saying in the uh, in the chat here? Some people are asking uh, the the White House market news. Like, is there a link? I'm trying to find like a legitimate link. I just saw somebody post it on Twitter. Yeah. And I think it was posted on the Monero Reddit as well. I don't know Fine. the details. It's just interesting. Like, if anything, I, I, I think what to take away from it is they solely use Monero and they looks like they've gotten away with running their dark market to the point where they're now just <laughs> like, big. oh, let's shut it off. <laughs> shut it down. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah. And then people are actually saying, uh, someone gave you a shout out. They loved your presentation at the crypto vigilante. Oh, cool. Here you go. Josh yeah, that was Bell. fun. Thank you. Um, and someone's asking where can I see the presentation? Um, I think eventually they're going to be posting it. I believe Raphael said he'll keep us posted on, um, when we'll be able to post it or get a copy of the presentation because we didn't record it. Um, yeah, we didn't record it. Well, he'll release it to us. Maybe I'll just like record it. Redo my own it. Yeah, of it, you could. And it'll probably be better. Monerotopia sign behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Although you did put it on the presentation because people did ask you. <laughs> yes. It was probably the best part of the presentation. Yeah, that was the best part. That's why it was a hit, guys. It was hard to cram in all the positives of Monero in such a short amount of time. Actually, it was I mean, it was like, it wasn't that short. It was There's like a lot of positives, guys. Minutes. There's a lot of positives. 45 minute presentation. Yeah, that was short. You did well. You were, Let me just you look were at my notes hit. here. What else did I have here? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so recently introduced, uh, interviewed Chris Black, and then also we had that recent interview with uh, Sarang. Sarang and Aram. And Ar Aram, Adam. Yeah. Adam. Uh, that was pretty. 
the quality sucked out. Yeah, I know. We're sorry really about feel, that. We're really sorry about that. We tried our best to fix the audio as much as possible. It wasn't just. But... It wasn't really the audio on our end. It was, uh, you know, our guests, which you know we haven't really figured out how to overcome that situation to, for, you know, fix to the fix their audio. yeah the guest audio. Um, so you know, well, so when we you will... listen to it, don't really put it on loud at first because it it just jumps from like low to high, low to high. We tried our best. So you can imagine how the original one sound did. Um, and but... we basically talked about Lalanta Spark. Um, Monero is potentially going to be implementing Lalanta Spark. But now I see, and we have to have Ko, Ko on apparently. Ko, yeah, yeah. So, we had him on before. With well, we, have, we, we have to have him on talking about Again about all this because now he is and obviously he was a big part he was a part of the length of spark and then seraphis and i apologize if i'm not explaining these things all well because it's it's a lot so yeah uh there was trip tech and now there's Atlantis, <laughs> and then there's the spark but now we have seraphis and so it looks what like if you want to explain what uh, the differences are and well i'm not way. about to try okay. to explain the differences <laughs> that's why we have to have the interview with co and you know Sarang and Autumn, they they proposed Lalanta Spark. They were funded uh, by Furo, essentially. Um, so it's not, you know, it's it's something that Monero could potentially benefit from and implement. Uh, but it seems like Co is, you know, building something that's really with Monero more in mind. Uh, and I could be misspeaking there oh, as well justin. but point is we need to we need to get him on we need to talk about surface i heard him talking about oh justin's on this great so justin can chime in on that i heard him talking about it on justin's show and he talked about he explained it very well uh co was explaining it very well and i believe he recently posted a ccs um for seraphis maybe let's bring justin in he could explain that a little bit more but it looks like they're now trying to move forward with that as being what we would implement in Monero. Justin, you there? Yeah. Hello. Justin. Hello. <laughs> just in time. Just ha in time. Like you knew ha it. Happy to be your experts in Seraphis. <laughs> oh gosh, here we go. You know how you um, you know, those those school projects you have to do where you like didn't do any of your homework and have to just present on the spot. That's kind of what this feels like because this it's very much a work in progress, pretty nuanced, crypto, very cryptography involved thing. And that's where I'm <laughs> out of the loop to the large extent. Uh, but way out of the loop. If you're out of the loop, I'm not. I'm I, a I probably, yeah, I'm way out of the loop with these. Um, what I do know, um, and I'm glad that Co was able to come on uh, Monero, uh, Monero Meet when we had it uh, last Saturday, but. Yeah, that was great. Um, he is very interested in building out Seraphis further. Um, and he is working with another individual that is going to be doing most of the math proofs, which is really good that he was able to find someone to do that. So that means that it's more likely for something like Seraphis when properly put together to be peer reviewed at like a, a research paper, um, which, uh, you know, a lot of ideas that we've had in the Monero research labs sometimes don't get to that stage. So the fact that he has someone that's able to specialize in that is good. Um, so it's more likely for it to go there, you get the initial reviews of the math, and then you start working on the implementation and do that. So we're certainly many, many months away. And I also want to make very, very clear that 
Seraphis and Lalanta Spark are quite similar. Um, and to me, even like I look at it as an outside observer, I'm like, these are kind of the same thing. So, um, you know, it's kind of like choosing Coke or Pepsi <laughs> in, a, in a sense um, between the two. And so I think we're going to have to wait longer to know the difference between the two. If the mineral community wants to continue seeing if the surface direction goes somewhere, um, that's what the CCS is for. Otherwise, it's not like we won't have any options because I know the Firo team is independently pursuing the, the Atlantis Spark um, implementation. Uh, so really, Monero will be able to choose whichever is best, I guess, <laughs> at the end of the day. So, But they're, they're very similar constructions. Is there anything you can say as to what those differences? So, on, honestly, no. I, like, honestly, not really. Um, the most I can, the best I can do is point you to the Monero meet where I asked that question and there was like an answer, but it wasn't, um, it, it probably doesn't answer as simply as people were hoping. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to have him on Monero talk and talk about it more. It's, it's exciting to see that, uh, there's a lot of development going on here and I guess Monero just has to figure out which direction it's going to go in. Um, Justin, why we have you? Because there's a lot, a lot of other, <laughs> I feel like, big things that have happened recently. We have, uh, what's his name, Rucknium. I he's kind of he's kind of new to the scene, right? Um, I can't remember exactly when I started seeing him more frequently, but he definitely has been a very uh, motivated contributor in like various areas the last few months. I would say at least. I, I can't remember when I started seeing his name very, very frequently, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, he's definitely been in pretty heavily involved the last few months. Yeah, and he posted on Reddit about trying to bring in uh, essentially more experts, more PhDs into Monero, which I think is awesome to help out with research and reaching out to universities. And then just recently, he I think post he posted or is going to be posting a CCS proposal for fixing or... Uh, taking a, a stab at fixing what he believes is a flaw in Monero's uh, decoy selection algorithm, that it could that there's some statistical attacks that can be made that he's aware of that he wants to fix. Yeah, there's, oh my God, this is a currently evolving situation, let's say. Um, I was able to, so he basically wrote down um some analysis meth analysis methods that uh he was worried about the or to some extent remains worried about the uh, you know potentially making these public for the you know possible harm you know if you're telling someone how to look at monero maybe that's not a good thing um that said i luckily was able to get uh a copy an advanced copy of the report and in my best assessment, my personal view is it's not something that you need to freak out about. Uh, you know, Monero's selection algorithm will literally never be completely perfect. And even if we try to optimize it to be perfect in certain ways, um, and so on paper, you could be like, oh, well, it's perfect from this one perspective. It's not going to be perfect from another perspective. So there is no single, this is perfect in every way approach. And so there's always going to be a need 
for extra research here. So I'm like, I'm at the highest level. I'm very, very pleased that Justin Berman and Rucknium have focused so much attention on this as of late, because it definitely needed a new set of eyes after it really hadn't gotten much research since I would say 2018, <laughs> I would say at, at, at the latest, um, at least in, in any similar comprehensive way. So I'm very pleased that he was looking at it and he opened up the CCS. And I think that it is very, he seems to be a very motivated individual who is willing to, you know, dive into the nitty gritty and test things. And I think that there's a good, like, there's no doubt in my mind that a funded Monero Research Lab will get something out of that type of research. So there's, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, that said, I think that the specific report that was written by him um, does not itself leave too much to worry about. Uh, the main concerns that were addressed have actually already been patched. I believe, you know, Justin Berman was one who did the PR for this. And I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, he was the one that did the initial analysis on, on how to address, you know, similar related things that ended up also addressing um, just by, you know, the, these sort of concerns just by the nature of everything being kind of so similar. Um, so it does give an, a new tool to, to look at things, but, you know, in my opinion, this tool is predominantly useful at a research level in terms of how to best fit the Monero curve. It's not nearly as useful as most people think it is, in my opinion, at investigating arbitrary transactions. Um, and this kind of like the best way I can refer to it, like to those who are familiar, uh, the original Monero link paper, it's like analysis of untraceability Monero that came out in 27, early 2017 and had later revisions. Uh, that particular paper had something called the guess newest heuristic. And the idea was, hey, if you see a Monero ring, the newest ring member is likely to be the real one, right? That's an example of a, a very basic heuristic. And you can always make more advanced heuristics, different guesses. And some of these are really bad guesses. And other of them are, are like very good, reliable guesses. But at the end of the day, there still are guesses. So uh, it's really complicated to try and explain this in a way that works for both researchers and people that are like on a, on a novice level. But the whole point is trying to make Monero's rings as good as possible. We've known that this is important to do for a while, but it hasn't gotten a lot of recent attention. And so it's good that this report has come out. But my personal view is that this report can pretty safely be viewable by anybody with the caveat that a lot of the terms are often complex and need to be interpreted in a research context, not like a marketing context. So this is why it's, it's, it's so complicated to like properly communicate where I'm trying to be accurate while also not confusing. It's very difficult. So it looks like they'll likely release the report and make the report. I, I have encouraged him to. I mean, Rucknium shared the report with me and the understanding that uh, like I wouldn't just go out and share it myself, right? And that'd be uh, like, it's it's his report. So it's it's up to him. But as far as I'm aware, uh, like he, he, oh, he originally submitted it to the Monero vulnerability response process formal setup that's been created for if someone wants to disclose information like in a white hat, hey, I found this bug in Monero. I want to disclose it safely so that it could be patched and improved. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing that remains at this point that needs to be patched, so to speak, right? And the backwards applicability of this heuristic 
can be relevant in some cases, but it's actually less relevant for arbitrary transactions. And I think most people believe, at least in my view. So there's nothing that therefore I would consider especially sensitive. So I do encourage the report to be made public um, or certainly circulate in the public research lab channels. I don't think it's probably something I'm going to be making a black folio notification for or FTX notification for and blaring all over Twitter because it's just too, very difficult to, uh, to evaluate a lot of these things. Sometimes it's like, uh, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's very complicated to convey this in like a super, super easy to understand way. But if it's public, then at least we can have a discussion in the Monero research lab about what's going to happen. <laughs> right. And then my understanding is too, with this, his proposal, he also didn't want to release the methodology that he was going to be using to essentially fix the issue. Yeah. So, um, if you knew what design decisions Monero was making and why, uh, you could potentially try to take advantage of that to, uh, develop heuristics to try to identify specific arbitrary transactions. Um, but this is what I was kind of getting at earlier, where in my opinion, the information in this report is far more useful at the former than the latter. It's far more useful at designing Monero. It's, it's far, far more useful at having a sense of, at, at coming to consensus on a, a sensible Monero research lab decision than it is at, you know, trying to trace arbitrary Monero transactions. So, um, I mean, just saying, hey, this is what we're looking at is, you know, potentially information that an attacker might look at. But Monero makes its design, like you could argue that we shouldn't have made the breaking Monero series because we told people what poisoned outputs were. But at right. the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think it was useful information and I think that it helps advanced users more than it helps the attackers. But um, everyone's going to take different opinions on that. My personal view is this is you know, the information in the report is okay to be made public is really what I'm going to keep saying as a takeaway. <laughs> just keep, keep nailing that in the head. Well, according to Mr. Chu in the chat, we should all be selling our Monero <laughs> immediately <laughs> about this for different reasons. Uh, we're going to ban privacy coins. How many norms are willing to break the law to hold XMR? Uh, so he's doing everybody a favor and saying, uh, you know, sell all your Monero now because he, he's looking out for everybody. And uh, what, what a guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chu. Thank you for looking out for us and letting the, the whole world know that everybody should be selling their Monero because you know something that nobody else knows. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I also just, yeah, this is still something that's being tossed around the Monero Research Lab. So it's kind of been weird that this has become such a, like a, an area of confusion. Um, I think part of it's just because the CCS has made it at a similar time. So Rucknam is asking for community funding without the community having seen the report. So they're like, well, I don't know what this person can do and I don't know what it looks like. And is the sky actually falling? I don't really know. And it's, it's, it's been a whole thing, but I, I fully expect that if, if people are as passionate as they are, as Rucknam seem to be, then I'm, confident that we'll be able to like eventually settle this out and it'll be just one of those things that's like ah, that was a little weird but oh well <laughs> yeah well me always being the bullish monero per i like just reading the chat logs i was reading it this morning it's just exciting to see and watch everybody work it out in real time like monero moo talking about 
Tarachnium and that kind of coming to consensus on what to do. It's just just knowing that that's all out there in the open too, just showing uh, how powerful an open source project can be. I don't know. I, I see it as working. And this guy came out of nowhere, as far as I could tell. And it's exciting to see that he's, once again, choosing Monero. He, he wants to work on Monero. He potentially sees some issue with it, and he's driven by passion to go to go fix it. So it's always exciting to see that Monero is attracting new minds that want to try to help make it better. That's that's my bullish take on the scenario. And the real issue would be if if nobody wants to work out, yeah, there's problems, but screw Monero. I have no interest in trying to fix it. That would be that would be the real issue in my mind. How do you, how do you feel about that right now? Do you feel uh in terms of Monero development, uh, you know, do you feel like we're we're doing well. We're we're attracting we're attracting people, the right people. People are interested in Monero. People, uh, I mean, because I know there was there was some issue right with with Serang, uh, you know, not directly working on Monero anymore. But now it looks like we have new new people stepping up to work on Monero. What's your current take on the on the ecosystem in terms of Monero Research Lab? Um, well, I guess to start, I think one positive indicator, there have been more and more Monero Research Lab meetings recently, and they've been very, very full with content. Uh, so I think that's a good sign. And it's not full with noise, right? Like, you know, the Monero Research Lab meetings are very much talk just about the research. If you have concerns about other things, there are plenty of other channels for you to, you know, to talk about those things. in. so it tries to be very focused specifically on just Monero research. And I think, you know, we don't really know how everything will turn out in terms of uh, being able to, uh, you know, retain talent and the like. Uh, but it is nice to see fresh faces that are inspired to work on various projects. I, as you know, mentioned a few times now, the, the selection algorithm is something that definitely needs a lot of work and will always need work. So it's good to have a new push there. Uh, Rockneyam and others seem to be interested in potentially pursuing churning research, which is something that Brandon was doing years and years ago. And then scope creep kind of came and then it ended up being put on the wayside and it was difficult for someone to take the torch and run with the already done work. So plenty of opportunity for someone to do that again with, with those sorts of things. Um, and then we also had the, the flooding, um, attack by that entity on Monero where Isthmus and a few other, uh, Isthmus and a few others wrote up, uh, the report on, you know, people sending Monero transactions out of the blue. So we definitely have many skilled people in the Monero ecosystem that are able to, uh, that are, that are passionate about Monero and are able to like jump in and do stuff. I do think that, uh, there seems to be a growing call to have people who can regularly for their full-time job contribute to Monero Research Lab. And this can take a few different forms depending on what people think is most important. But some of the, the most important things I've heard from others is they, you know, someone to help schedule the meetings and pay attention to, you know, help track. So more like a project manager. That's that's one role that I think is would be useful in the Monero Research Lab ecosystem. Another one would be reading papers as they come in. Uh, Sarang and Surrey in the past made it part of their research reports uh, every month to detail. These are the papers I looked at and here's some of the feedbacks. And um, 
we don't have that as much as we did before. And there's so many research papers coming out that, you know, it's always good to have people reviewing these sort of things. Maybe a new bulletproof 70.0 is going to come out of the, you know, the void and we, we want to know as soon as possible. So, um, there definitely are at least there's like at least two full-time positions between everything in the mineral research lab. Some of them are very, very skilled. Other things are more uh, project management type tasks, but it, uh, yeah, we were discussing that the most recent Monero research lab meeting, for example, like, do we need a, a chair of Monero research lab? The one who actually organizes these things and would it be useful to have someone who has a, a title of sorts to, to re reach out when they're trying to do recruiting? Um, I don't know. These are open ideas. And how do we make sure that Monero's, you know, strong ideals and how we approach and organize as a community are, are you know, continue um, as, as we try to make the system better? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't have a clear answer for, for how to address this. I'm sorry for rambling, but there's there's many ways that we, get, we can approach this, I think. Yeah. And no, people have done that. It's exciting to see, and we'll, we'll hopefully have Rukmi Aman as well do Monero talk with him. Um, yeah, I, it looks like he, you know, he's bringing new energy too, so that's that's nice to see. What um, you mentioned the flood attack thing that was, you know, and I think people can can watch your show to to get some insight into that. Although I think you aired your show before they actually re released the report, but you guys went over pretty well there. Um, and then how about the other major, you know, FUD news against Monero was that uh, chain analysis companies were able to trace Monero transactions from, I think, back in 2017 using essentially payment IDs and the fact that they had, uh, you know, heuristics from exchanges. You want to comment on that? Is that something the community should be concerned about? What's I know I know you, I think were uh, quoted in a few articles and you explained it there. But if you if you want to just quickly explain it here, that'd be awesome. Sure. On, on the first part, I'll just say, read the flooding report. It's pretty cool. It doesn't have much impact on arbitrary transactions. They make very, very clear in the report, but it's cool. And similarly, this WannaCry uh, case is another very cool case. Like there's so much going on here. This, like looking back, Monero in 2017 feels like the Wild West compared to what it is today. Like you were able to send a transaction without ring CT. You were able to send a transaction with any ring size of your choice as long as it was at least three. You were able to send a transaction with these really specific identifiers called unencrypted payment IDs where anybody could just look at them and see and they were also inefficient and large just as the cherry on the, on the, on the cake there. So... Good on um, the ice cream. I don't know what people say, but yeah, it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's things have changed, let's say. And the case in particular was really cool. So I encourage everyone to actually read the medium report that goes into how they investigated Monero transactions. I don't remember when I got an advanced copy of this, but I got a copy of this a while ago and I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty cool because it shows, um, a state level attacker, you know, the Lazarus group, nor, nor, uh, 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 that is, you know, they receive proceeds from ransom, from ransoms. They use Shapeshift, which at the time didn't have KYC, um, to swap Bitcoin to Monero. 
Then they did this like weird transaction graph structure in a way that very obviously is not done by like a, an expert. So I don't know what they were doing that fan the transactions out in like a weird way that resulted in them sending the Monero back to Shapeshift in like a bunch of different mini transactions, which you might be like, okay, well, it would be harder to detect when you pull out a lump sum and then you send little mini transactions back. But then they converted all those little mini 60 XMR deposits back into one single BCH address immediately. So it's like, what are you doing? Right? Like, matched up obviously right you were able to yeah so there's like the, the funny thing about this case is that there are so many different ways in my view to get from point a to b right and and the the point of the report was how you could look at trying to trace the outputs on the monero blockchain to end up at point b but like also you could have just taken a step back and it's like hey someone withdrew like a bunch of monero over here and someone withdrew a bunch of Monero over here that all ended up in the same address. Like, so you could have just taken a step back and it was like, also withdrew like, uh, interesting. So, oh God, a bunch of Monero over here. I'm getting feedback from something. Um, Go ahead, but, I think you're good now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's just a fun case to look at. Like there's, it, it's fun to look at Monero's early history. It's interesting to look at what the state actor did. I think it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's it's a fun investigation. It doesn't mean anything in particular for arbitrary transactions. Again, although obviously at the time we knew Monero's transaction graph was far weaker than it is today. Um, you know, ring size of three is not going to do you very much. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it's I, I think people who are panicking about old transactions don't need to panic more than they already were, but it uh it, it's fun I, I encourage everyone to read it it's, it's just if you're interested in looking at initial monero research or whatever go for it. it's fun right but just to be clear so anybody that's using monero today uh, especially peer-to-peer -peer, right a payment idea ids have been deprecated there's none of what was done to to um trace those monero wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to do today Right. And especially if you're using it in a peer to peer way. Um, I mean, if you say especially in a peer to peer way, then I, I largely agree with you. I think the interactions with the exchange is certainly I mean. You could, probably couldn't use Monero safely today, pull money off of a KYC exchange and then throw it back on the KYC exchange and be like, where did it come from when they knew you withdrew it a second earlier? Right. Monero doesn't help you there. Right, and, but, and no currency, no crypto. No cryptocurrency will help you there, right? So like that that remains the case, right? Despite the transaction graph, what's providing information on a van is that you withdrew money from point A and put money back at point A um, in a way that was identifiable, identifiable to you. So um, that sort of thing remains. I mean, the Monero poison outputs remain an issue. They're going to remain an issue even for larger rings to some extent. So I hesitate to say the problem is gone in like a total vaporous sense. But in terms of, hey, you could just easily look back and find this for arbitrary transactions that are not even related to an exchange. No, not really. And there haven't really been, um, or, or um, people probably, like you can look at how these North Koreans spent the money. It's odd. Um, anyone who is concerned 
about their interactions with exchanges probably already has better ideas in mind for how to send transactions in much better ways. So, um, yeah, it's, I want to walk the line. We're saying though, the risk is not zero, of course. And the way you touch exchanges and interact with exchanges and the potential, you know, potential for poisoned outputs very much remains a concern for advanced users to worry about, but by and large, people are not doing this for wide scale. Hey, someone just bought $10 of weed from their local dealer. This was literally North Korea stole a bunch of money in a very high profile case and then did really stupid things with it. Right. That's, it's a little bit of a different threshold, right. For someone to bother looking at a transaction. <laughs> I think you cleared it up pretty well. Um, thanks man. I think those those are the the major topics that I wanted to cover this this week in terms of Monero FUD. It's like the the FUD is it's it's you get we get it on all ends. It's so funny, you know. It's like on one side Monero is traceable, and the other side uh, Monero is untraceable, and it's going to be banned. So like like which is it, guys? Which is it? <laughs> that Monero doesn't work, or that it works too well, and you know governments are going to stop people. No, I think that's a good point. That like it is very ironic that on one hand we get the whole Monero is this huge scary void that you can't do anything with, and it's it's so scary. On the other hand, you're like Monero's terrible. I mean, like if you assume that you are like talk if 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 you are being targeted by the U.S. government very directly because you're North Korea, like you got to be super careful, and therefore it's stupid. It's like guys, call, like maybe realize that. You're saying opposite things. Exactly. Exactly. I got to say, uh, Mr. Chu, I'm looking at some of the, the your comments here. Apparently, I misinterpreted some of the things. By all means, man, jump on. Let's let's jump on stage. Happy to chat with you about it. I wasn't able to follow all your comments. I just saw the ones where you were saying Monero is going to plummet in price or something. But <laughs> apparently, you, had, you were saying positive things about Monero. Um, Anybody else too? Please, please come on, jump on stage, put the link back up there. Yeah, I just did. I uh, could talk about anything. Tell us your Monero story. Tell us what you're, you know, what you're concerned about this week regarding Monero. What you're excited about. You don't have to show your face if you, you don't, don't want to. Show your to. face. Faces are preferred, though. <laughs> makes for better entertainment. This is true. Justin, anything else you want to bring up? Only uh, <laughs> one thing. Uh, Based off the discussion of wanting to have more continuity in the Monero Research Lab and having a bucket of funds somewhere, there have been quite a few discussions in the past about having a potential Monero Research Lab fund. And those have, you know, maybe they'll still exist or whatever. But I have done a lot of work the last few weeks to push forward with the idea of through the magic nonprofit that I'm a board member of, having a dedicated Monero uh, or Matt, I'm going to call it a magic Monero fund. Um, that way people don't think it's the only Monero fund out there potentially. Um, but the idea is community members would elect a committee and all the funds in this fund are only spent, only able to be spent on things the committee agrees are good uses of the funds. So that could be go That could go towards things like research. It can go towards development. It can go towards educational materials. It can go to conferences that are relevant. I mean, it is still 
a 501c3, so you can't fund anything you want. You you know, I couldn't fund someone's run for Congress, for example, but <laughs> I could, uh, it, it can fund most things in the Monero ecosystem that people have uh, needs for. And the benefits are the donations are completely tax deductible. Um, we have a more community managed process and we can park money in USD. Um, so we raise money, we can park it in USD and we can write someone a check at the end of the day. So, um, I do hope that gets off the ground and I've done a lot of work to make sure that we're getting there, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to see that in the next month or so. Oh, very oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's nice to see these new funding approaches because I saw another one too. Somebody launched, um, kind of a new version of the CCS. Am I correct in saying that? New Monero Bounty Project was launched in order to complement the existing CCS funding system. Um, have you seen that? Yeah, Mona Rui always running with this. And uh, XMR Radio R and uh, maybe it's... Oh, sorry. This is also some other thing. So This is a yeah. different... Yeah, so the Bounty system, that's on like, I think, it, is it bounties.monero.social? You'll have to check. That might be the domain. Um, but that may have been put up by, uh, Seth and it's a way for, whereas the Monoruyo method is like, Hey, we want to do this project. This is how much it's going to cost. Would you like to fund that? This bounties is kind of the other way around where you say, Hey, this is something I want addressed and you can park money there such that if someone does address it, they can get the, the pot of money. Right, right, right. Cool. I, think, I mean, it's cool. Get all the systems out there, right? Let's let's see what works. If this attracts talent, like if, if this is all that it took for someone to, you know, get involved and start doing things that people actually care about getting addressed, then fantastic. Yeah, very cool. And then Rucknium was talking about, I guess what they do, they have a system in Bcash that's kind of more akin to like a Kickstarter. And you're able to, they're able to do that there with Monero at this point, not so easy, but my understanding is with the implementation of something like Seraphis, that that might be possible where people would be able to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I, people would be able to essentially contribute in a Kickstarter like uh, way where the money can be kicked back if a certain amount isn't reached. And I guess today wouldn't be so easy to do, but with Seraphis being implemented, that might be possible. Is, I have, is this something co-set on my, on my, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I like vaguely, there's so much that's been going on. I vaguely remember that, but I, I, I think that that is a really cool feature that we can have. Yeah. yeah. And I know Rucknium is excited about, and that does sound very, that does sound ideal, like an ideal way of funding things. So people can, you know, throw money at things, uh, and then there's not as much risk. And if the if the funding amount isn't reached, they you know the funds get kicked back, which I thought was cool. Mm. So there's a lot, question. A lot of things. Here. What are yeah. the questions? What are the questions? Well, it says how do community members vote for the magic fund? Reddit polls. Mm. Yeah. So we thought about it. It will be unless people can think of a better idea. It'll follow a very Zcash Foundation like model. Where community members will vote on a Condorcet poll, which is a ranked choice voting poll for the committee members. Be like, these are my top choices and go down and whoever has the most top choices and the like will be selected to be on the committee. And uh, yeah, to go from there. Um, so there definitely is a, a problem in terms of you need to select community members. So we'll have like a whole apply to be a, you know, a voter process and all sorts of stuff. But 
the intent isn't to be super restrictive about that sort of thing, but you'll have to see what the actual implementation looks like. And I do hope to have like feedback sessions to hear what people think is sensible because everyone's going to have different ideas. Um, but it, it is important to remember too, that even though I want this to be very much community involved, it doesn't mean that this represents like the ultimate end results of what this does does not mean that that is the full community's vibe, right? Um, it is its own thing. What magic does does not represent what Monero does. And that's why it's good. I think it has a different name. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an open challenge that I hope we can work on, but we do have a path forward that, uh, other people have run in the past. Very cool. Very cool. Oh. Justin, anything else you want to throw out there? I already threw out so much today, but no. The other thing I want to talk about, I saw somebody posted, I think this is a CCS proposal as well. Uh, XMR to BTC atomic uh -huh. swap desktop GUI funding. Yeah, GUI funding proposal, which that's, Justin, did you see that? So somebody's looking to build, uh, I believe it's the same people that built unstoppable swap.net. So binary baron, another binary. <laughs> uh, who's this binary baron? Is that, is there is a relation that, there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Is binary back in different form? <laughs> oh, uh, he's silent. <gasps> I have no I have no reason to believe that these are the same people besides the fact that they share the same binary. Okay. Uh, no, I have not seen this proposal yet, I think. Um I saw that someone made a uh a GUI for the swap separately. It was like a a web server you would run. So right. it wasn't like this is a whole separate. Yeah, uh, I, I have. This is the first I'm seeing it. Okay. Well, it looks exciting. Looks like it's yet another step closer towards making atomic swaps more user friendly. Getting to the point okay. where people That's like Sunita and I will will be able to atomic swap, which is <laughs> exciting to say. So what I'm hearing out of this, as of this is you two don't trust each other. <laughs> We should atomic swap everything. That should be how we function. Okay. <laughs> uh, exciting to see, though. So, binary um, Baron, is if not. you're listening, love, love to have you on the show at some point on Monerotopia or Monero Talk. Looks like they're doing some, some amazing things with the atomic swaps. And maybe, you know, getting us closer to the point where people are doing that, you know, in their cake wallet or Monerujo, because uh, I imagine it's just going to get easier and easier to implement it right into a, an app like that, which is super cool. Yeah. Uh, Guys, anybody else want to jump on? Because we're approaching the hour. If nobody wants to jump on, we might we might wrap it up once just, Justin uh, jumps off over here. Someone wrote, there's a proposal to add Monero to Molly Secure Messenger. What is that? I don't even know. What is that? What is yeah. that? Molly is a fork of Signal. Oh, okay. Oh, God. How many more platforms? I know, right? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Which is the best? <laughs> I know. I can't. I don't even know. I, I'm, 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 I was like, remember? conversation we were having with that person i'm like which app were you? yeah it was like there was flyer then there was signal and then, then i don't even what's the other yeah one? i oh, i use signal for my family and i'm like I, i've started hating signal more and more to be honest yeah. um 
I, li I like the user interface, but I'm trying to think, okay, if I'm, I'm going to make my family switch, <laughs> Which what, what do I make them switch to? Um, and now you're and considering I'm still, that that's still TBD. You know, that's, that's a work in progress on my end. So have you tried Molly? That's on I, I installed Molly, but it required that I register a phone number to use it just like signal. Yeah. Just like signal. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I stopped at that point. <laughs> Yeah. So what is the difference between Molly, Molly and, and Signal? Signal? Like, are they... I mean, it's a different implementation. They want to build out more of the architecture and the back end that's different. Uh, they're at, well, part of what they're raising money for, it might even be most of what they're raising money for, is to design different architecture on the back end, uh, which isn't especially Monero related. Uh, but it, I don't know, it's, it's very similar at the moment. They have different database encryption, which isn't exactly a feature that is going to convince family members to switch. I think. Uh, so. that, I'm all you know. I'll switch from Signal. Yeah, it's for using that's one of those things. I don't really know. I haven't done enough look at how Signal does its encryption, but it definitely is encrypted. But I think it's using, like, it uses Android's encrypted file system to encrypt it. This basically says we don't trust that, and we have our own implementation. So. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's this is it's still very much a, a discussion that a privacy co community would have, you know, about messengers. This is the tale as old as time. Uh, and when they say implementing Monero, so just, you'd be able to very easily send transactions between users on the Mali network. I can't remember <laughs> specifically how they want to implement it, but it would be. Um, Make the same to people easier. <laughs> Interesting. I, okay. yeah, I, I think some of this is kind of like a response to the mobile coin thing, right? You know, you got Signal on one end doing the mobile coin thing, and you got Molly and they're doing Monero. What I would love to see is I'd love to have better integration in Element uh, or Matrix, but I don't really know what that would look like either. So, <laughs> somebody in the comments looking forward for an Alex and Narco interview. Our German. Alex. Yeah. Didn't we have wait is... Alex and no, you're thinking about local, local Monero. Monero. Yeah. So Alex and Arco, yeah, I guess we never had him on, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we we'll definitely we'll reach out. We'll reach out to Alex and Arco. Um people are saying what is the next interview gonna be? It's the Chris Well, yeah, Black. The Chris, yeah, yeah. The Chris Black Black Wolf. interview for now. Um, and we're working on I guess the next one. Yeah, new guest for next week. Yeah. Keep them coming. <laughs> Throw some ideas out there, guys. People you want me to try to get on the show. Alex and Narco. I'll write that down. Uh, yeah, so I guess. I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Nobody wants to jump on the stage. Was that your one that came on? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, sometimes we have like an influx. Like last week, we had a bunch of new people. Well, we had Crypto Bear. We had Crypto Bear, yeah. And then we had, uh... Other people jumped on, and it was cool. We had a nice community discussion. Yeah. And then I guess it's, it's you know, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes we have a bunch of people that want to jump on and talk. Yeah. yeah. Like we're you trying just to, need to troll people to come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Like once you get that first just regular, regular person from the community uh, that jumps on, then everybody seems to follow. 
Okay, next time I'll wear like a hat or something. I won't wear a Minera Research Lab shirt. I'll wear like a hat and like a disguise. <laughs> I'll be like, excuse me, I'm a Bitcoin maxi and like I think Bitcoin is better. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> I got to say though, the price, right? It's it's a little it's a little hard to watch, you know, when you see all these other coins now pumping with the recent uptick with Bitcoin. Uh, same old story, but it's 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 it is hard to watch, you know. Coins where I don't recognize literally eighty percent of the names, and they're just pumping. Yeah, I don't it's get crazy. it. I don't get it. There's know. also session private messenger, a little slow sometimes. Yep, we're <laughs> another private messenger. <laughs> there are more people that are pushing that recently. I tried it session like a year or so ago, and I didn't like it then, but people. Enough people are pointing that I should try it again, so maybe I will. I mean, what what's the difference? Yes. <laughs> well, that one you don't need your phone number. That one is yeah. that's a good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm surprised people jumped on Signal as fast as they did. Meanwhile, like you Give need a number. number. Yeah, I didn't like that about it when I first downloaded it. People are saying Justin Bierman. Yeah, we'll have yeah, we've had him on Monerotopias when we were in Vegas, but yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna we reached out to him. He wants to come on Monero Talk. He just wanted to wait a little bit before he jumped on. Like I said, Rocknium, we reached out to him. He's interested in coming on, but he's he's very busy right now. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him on as well. And <clears throat> Mr. X. All right. I think uh I think we'll wrap it up, right? Here we are, yeah. We got we got a big day ahead. Family, Ooh. personal matters, yes, exciting yes, stuff, yes. all good things. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll leave it at that, guys, unless anybody wants to jump on. We have, uh, give you 30 seconds. <laughs> Click the link. Put the throw the link in there. Let's see if anybody wants to jump on. That's going to turn into a, a three-hour yeah. show. From here. <laughs> well, thank you, Doug and Sunita, for this. Um, thank yeah, you for listening to thank me you. rant and having the questions. Hopefully, it was helpful. It's never a very helpful it's as all always. knowledgeable information so thank you for coming on my friend thank you sir and uh also special thanks to cake wallet for sponsoring our of show of course of course we heart and love you oh i may have new news there soon oh, oh you're gonna leave us with that you're huh? gonna leave us with that come on man <laughs> <laughs> that's just mean <laughs> Ooh, the suspense I guess. Totally yeah, I am gonna leave it at that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very Monero. Yeah, there. very. <laughs> All right, Alrighty. guys. I guess we'll, we'll wrap it up. Nobody's jumping All right. in. All right. Uh, it was a good show, though. We we covered a lot. All all the big news. A lot of a lot of big important news. A lot of a lot of fud out there that we covered, and a lot of interesting developments in Monero itself. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I can. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining and thank you justin our special guest yeah. <laughs> you love it i love the show yeah <laughs> all right bye guys have a good weekend ciao, ciao.